Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast, formerly known as the Game Artist Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the CEO of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing creatives and artists working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, all right. I am excited to share this episode with you with Daniel Bell. Man, what a humble guy. I loved just chatting with him and kind of hearing his story and the things that he thought was kind of important in sculpting and how he got to the position he is today where he's a sculptor at Sideshow, right? Where they make some of the most amazing collectibles out there. So it was a fantastic conversation. Stay tuned to it. And depending on when you're listening to it, the August boot camp is almost, enrollment was almost done. So make sure you head over to gameartinstitute.com. You get that interview so that we can get you into the boot camp. We want to be able to help you get that career of a lifetime. All right, let's get to the interview. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, today I am uh, I'm really excited. Actually, I wanted to get Danny in here before, uh, and um, I wasn't quite sure if he was going to have time. So I just asked the other day, and Danny uh, wrote back, said yes, I'd love to do it. So Danny, th- Danny Bell, thank you so much for being here, and um, and for having this conversation with us. Oh, thanks to you, Ryan. Thanks for inviting me. It was um, it's an honor, man. Thank <laughs> thanks. So tell yeah, me. For people who don't necessarily know who you are and what you do, um, I mean, you're recently mm-hmm. top road and you're getting a ton of press, but um, tell us uh, who you work for, what you do. Okay, okay, let's do it. Um, well, like you say, I'm Daniel Bell. I'm from Argentina, South American country. Um, now I'm working for Saisho Collectibles, which is basically a collectible company. Uh, but I start my career, I think, uh, almost 15 years ago. I don't know if you want to. Uh, Let's do it. Want. Let's do it. I love to go yeah, all the I way do, back. I do it. Okay, 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 cool. So uh, this is a, just a. Uh, I will try to uh, say a, a few words about what I did in the past, how I started. Um, my first job connected with the 3D world I was an engineer. I started in in an internet office uh, working with AutoCAD. I don't know if you guys know what is AutoCAD, but it's a kind of software basically for uh, grading plans. Uh, it's a very technical software. So Architecture I, and um, design plans. Yeah, like that, exactly. Like floor plans, and you can do 3D markets too, so 3D models and, and those stuff. But it's a little bit, you know, uh, basic, so it's not, not like 3D Max or any other software. So it's more basic, but uh, that was my, my first steps and into the this kind of 3D world. So, uh, but at that moment, I realized that I didn't like too much work with something to, you know, uh, not too artistic, I mean. So later on, I moved to ArchBeast, Arch Visualization, Architectural Visualization. Mm-hmm. Um, I work as a technic- technical director there, um, but I did, of course, lighting, modeling. Uh, that was my first time with the uh, 3D Max. Uh, we work in all in 
I don't know if uh, any other companies of RTBs use another kind of software, but um, 3ds Max is, I think, is the most well-known software for you know RTBs renders. I think so. Uh, it was a huge, huge jump between doing you know boring things uh, with the uh, 2D lines and those kind of stuff to move to another software with. Uh, a huge environment with so many tools and so many cool stuff to that you can do, you know. So, uh, but I, I, I think I, I worked a few years, three, four years, mm -hmm. and and I decided to, you know, pursuing my kind of dream, which basically was to uh, always was to try, at least try. Uh, to work with characters, but uh, I didn't have, I never had any talent in terms of, you know, uh, I don't draw, I don't paint, um, I don't do any, I don't have any kind of <laughs> talent with my hands uh, besides uh, to use, using the computer. So I, I, some friends told me, okay, then if you don't have too much talent or any kind of talent, you know, if you don't wow. draw, yeah, if you don't, you know how to paint. If you don't know how to paint or do anything with your hands, I don't know if you can create a whole character with, you know, you need to know anatomy, proportion, all, all those stuff. But they are very difficult. And if you can draw, if you can, you know, do uh, some sketches, how you will, you know, become an uh, um, sculptor or, or even a character artist. So, was. Uh, very frustrating because uh, I was young and I, I, I thought, okay, so my career is just uh, will be always do uh, renders and, and and that's okay, you know. But when you're looking for something else, it's not nice that someone tells you, okay, you can't. Uh, but I think that that word you can't uh, push me to try, you know, to keep working on my dreams on, on what I wanted to do. Mm. So I I moved to I applied to a video games company here in Argentina. It was a small company uh, for um play A video games but for cell phones. Uh it's um what was the name? A game of game of uh, I don't know if you know game of but it's a, mm -mm. I think it's a French company. Okay. Uh, so I then I, in game of I work as a lead animator. I became lead animator. I don't know why because I, you know when that company you started, I started doing a lot of things like modeling and you know doing renders too. Uh, but I don't know why I ended working in animation. So I I, I learned some animation stuff and I worked for a few years. Uh, no, I think two years. Yeah, two years. Um, but I, then the company uh, disappeared, and I, I I lost my job. And I received an offer to join me, join in, in join myself into a team of um, motion graphic designers and advertising company. So. And how how long ago was this? Uh, I think it was ten years ago. Mm, so the industry uh, was still really like you know if you knew software you really had a job like they were still very hungry for talent right yeah of course but the things 
in Argentina, in South America, are a little bit different from, uh, you know, states or, or Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, here, if you don't have, of course, now it's different. But at that moment, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, if you don't, if you don't decide, if you didn't decide to go for a profession like, for example, doctor or architecture or engineering or lawyer or any, any of those, mm -hmm. people think you will starve. You know, you will never succeed, be, have, uh, be successful in anything if, if you don't, you know, if you don't choose any of those things, any of those careers. Yeah. So it is. It was difficult because you don't know how much, uh, how much knowledge about any software did you have, because the companies here was very young, young companies, small companies. Any of the biggest companies that now we know uh, in the market wanted to have freelance artists at that moment, at least. You know, now it's different. But at that moment was at that moment it was a little bit different for now. Um, so I moved to this uh, advertising company. What I think was those years I worked for, I think four years, uh, was very very stressful. I mean, working. I don't know if you uh, ever worked for advertising or you know someone who worked for advertising, but you will work so many hours a day doing a lot of things mm. that you, your brain will, you will burn to your brain. Um, but I, I learned a lot of things, so many things. And I try, I tried ZBrush for the first time. It was my first time with, with ZBrush. And I, you know, I discovered uh, this new, um, awesome, awesome tool because my first, Organic models, my first um, 3D models characters, I did it with polygons, you know, and it was so difficult to do a, to do a whole face or, or even a whole character with polygons. So when I put my hands on ZBrush and and I, I couldn't believe how easy it was, mm. uh, you know, to just copy something. I, I mean, it wasn't easy, but but the transition between uh, uh, modeling things with by subdivision or poly by poly or anything, any kind of techniques to just uh, put your a brush on a sphere or whatever uh, and, and create a form with shapes. It was awesome. Um, so at that moment, I, I I knew this software and I decided to keep to keep going to my dreams uh, to become uh, an character artist yeah but I at the moment I realized that if I if I don't have I didn't have knowledge uh, knowledge uh, deep knowledge in anatomy and proportion and movement and rhythm and all the things that you need to do uh, you need to know uh, to become a sculptor I will fail so I started I started uh, buying books and doing courses and, and tutorials and all the things that I found you know, on the internet or whatever uh, to you know to to put my my knowledge, my anatomy knowledge in another level so uh, I think that that was my my, my first uh, connection with the with the things that I do now mm -hmm. with the time I I did my first job 
my first sculpture was Beowulf. It's basically a Beowulf, Beowulf holding a huge snake. Yeah. Um, I have I have that work my art station, um, and with that work, I, I I was selected in the top of the row of Silver's Silver Center my first time. So I, I said, okay, uh, maybe it's possible. Maybe I can do it. So that was my my first time you know with connect feel connected with this feeling about you know i can do it i can do it i would try i would keep trying um so i left everything i left my my the company where i was working um i start doing sculpting whole day practicing i I uploaded my, my my works to Facebook, and people start liking it, commenting it, and sharing my my works. And, and I received my first job offers about you know to make sculptures. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that was uh, the way that I started this career. That's awesome. In this profession. So, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to unpack and talk a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of things to unpack there. Um, number one. That concept that, you know, you didn't have any talent. <laughs> yeah. And alas, we are looking here. <laughs> so anyways, before we get to this idea of talent, um, okay. I'd like to understand a little bit about the like the first couple of jobs that you started to get. Because, you know, I deal a lot with students and people who are who are looking to get into the industry or trying to get that break. So, um, yeah, uh, let's start first with, you know, you've you've posted around and now you're starting to get job offers. What kind of job offers were those? Okay, well, the first jobs that I I got was commissions, uh, basically from people who said, "Okay, Daniel, I, I love what you do, what you do, and I would like to have one statue in my house. I can send it, print it. I, I can print it this thing, um, uh, then uh, and then I have uh, more, more more work of that for you." So mm -hmm. I said, "Okay, yes, we can try." Um, so the guy sent me uh, uh, like a comic cover. Of, I think it was Sentry. Yes, it was Sentry, a Marvel um, character. So yeah. he told me, okay, you think you can do this? I, and I say, okay, yes, I'm sure I can do it. So I, I did it and I started working on it. Um, and then I posted again. And other people from different parts of the world, collectors or fan of Marvel and DC or whatever thing uh, they started asking me the same thing it's like commission works it's, uh, it's like a fun art but they you know it's like you 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 being contract for a for a, a friend or a collector mm -hmm. or whatever he wants uh, who wants to uh, you know a sculpture or, or whatever a bust or anything about with you uh, I think that was my first connection with the, the work, the professional work. And how did you think about or how did you deal with pricing when you're at that early stage? Any tips ah, yeah. you know, for what you charge? Because, you know, there's a million different directions for people. Do you charge hourly? Of course. Do, you, do you just do it gratis, you know, because you're <laughs> so hungry for <laughs> recognition? You know, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, yeah, that was the difficult part, the most difficult part, to put, you know, a price about mm -hmm. your work. Uh, 
because in the other companies that you have, you you have a salary depending on how many hours you work uh, per week or monthly. But in this case, you need to put a price to one piece. So I started asking to some people, some Facebook friends that I knew uh, they work in the same, you know, in the same path, in the same career, in the yeah. same industry. Um, some people never, you know, answered me, and some of them was very nice and told me, okay, Daniel, depending on, on what kind of market are you aiming for. So I say, okay, you, they told me, you have two markets. Uh, the European market, they like more miniatures, those tiny statues, like, Fifty-five millimeters, mm -hmm. very tiny, and and you have the the American on the Asian market, which basically are such more more bigger, um, like one four scale, one six scale, one ten scale, or dioramas. So they told me, okay, you can put a price. Uh, if you work for the miniatures, you can ask for you know. A 800, no, 500 euros, which I don't know how many dollars are, but I think they are in euros. I don't know how much it is, but 500 mm -hmm. euros to 800 euros. And for the statues, you're going to start asking for, like, I think my, my, first work, my first work, I asked like $600. Um, it was very cheap. At the time, uh, I realized <laughs> it was like a uh, like a gift for the guy because <laughs> nowadays, yeah, nowadays you can charge like between eight thousand to ten thousand for a piece for a statue. Of course, not everyone. You need to have experience. You need to have something to show to the companies and people who want something from you that you can do it. And you have the knowledge, and you have the quality they are looking for, um, and you know about printing. I mean, you don't need to have a 3D printer in your house, but you need to know that the piece that you're working will be printed. So you need to know the whole process. And now I think someone wants to who want to uh, start in this uh, profession. Can ask for, I think two thousand dollars. It's a, it's a good money, um, and then you can keep growing and keep asking for more. And I think an average price price for a um, one four scale statue, which basically is something like this, I have in my 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 desk. Mm -hmm. uh, you can ask for I don't know eight thousand, ten thousand, depending of course, like like I said. Of how how much uh, quality you can show uh, through your sculptures, um, I think yeah. Awesome. Between uh, uh, depending, of course, you will will you can be contacted by companies that they don't want to pay too much, uh, or people that they want they don't want to pay too much. So they can say can tell you, okay, I have I don't know one thousand because I can't pay too much. So it's time to to you to decide if you if you do it or not. But if it is it is your first work, um, 
and if you get paid for that, it's okay because you can use it as a portfolio and at the same time, you will have some money. So you can, okay, you can say, okay, I will start my career. I know sculpting, I know how to sculpt this, but uh, I don't have any statue. This will be my first statue for uh, collectibles. So you can't ask for 8,000 because nobody will pay you that. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Great. That is fantastic. And, and I really appreciate the, the, the detailed info. You know, this is really hard oh. for people to get a sense, um, you know, of that. So the first jobs yeah. were from collectibles, uh, collectors and for collectibles. And then um, did yeah. it, did you end up starting to work for different companies? And, and what was the roadmap to get you over to Sideshow? Well, yeah, to to get yeah to enter to Sideshow was uh, I think it, it, it took time, it took me time. Mm -hmm. um, I think. I would say, uh, for trying to apply to the bigger companies, the first thing you need to know is that your portfolio is your best instrument. So, um, like we always said, or another artist, uh, when we um, talk about how you can get a job in the fish industry, it's, it's the same. You can take the same example. Like for example, if you, if you tell me, if you ask me, okay, I need, to, I want to play to Santa Monica Studios to work on video games. Mm -hmm. So, if, if you, your portfolio is not full of video game stuff, you will never can, uh, you, you can't aim to that company. So the sideshow was like, okay, I some some someday I want to try to apply to sideshow. So when I start, I did my first job. I say, okay, I need to clean my art station and put just only things, only stuff, only collectible stuff, um, because I I wanted to to cut the attention of the the companies. Uh, the first company that I that I caught their attention was uh, XM Studios. It's a Singapore company. Um, um they I think that the first uh oh, let me let me think about it. Oh yeah. I when I knew that XM Studios was a, 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 a great company, I sent a message by Facebook because they they didn't have another kind of way to connect yeah, to yeah, to send the message. Mm -hmm. And they saw my portfolio at that moment and they told me, Okay, Daniel work is good it's okay but you're not prepared yet to, to work with us because it's not good enough so I say okay cool so my, that means that my work is awful this and it's a, it's a disaster so I keep working um, and I did some another jobs I did another commissions and then they put in contact with me again and I say okay Diane do you now do you want to work for us and I say okay it seems that my portfolio change or something new uh, caught their attention now. Uh, with session happened a little bit similar because um, I, I met a guy who his name is Martin Canale. I think you know it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so one, I think uh, two of 
no, four years ago, I was giving a talk uh, in a place, and Martin shows up, and uh, I I talked with, with him. So he told me, okay, Daniel, uh, I like your work. Maybe are you considered to work for SciShow? And I said, if I get considered, I would love to work for SciShow. It's <laughs> my dream. It was the first thing that I thought when I started this profession. Yeah. Uh, but but of course, he told me the, the, this chance, this possibility. In other words, like, okay, then you are hired. So he, he told me, just um, just consider it and work hard. And if you keep working hard, SciShow will uh, put, uh, put attention in your work. Mm. You. So I think that was uh, what happened um, the last year, much years ago. Um, I start, you know, email, sending emails with the with SciShow, with some people in SciShow, with the architectures, and, and we basically, um, Martin let me, give me this connection, help me connect with the people, and they, I think when they decided, they say, okay, maybe we can try it. Um, the first piece was Captain America, that I did it two years ago. So, um, it is not easy, when you want to, you know, when you aim too high, because when you start doing this, if you, if you work in animation, I think you will love to work with uh, by Weta, with Weta Digital right. or Image Works or any of the bigger ones. If you work by with in video games, you I'm sure you want to work with uh, Santa Monica or Naughty Dogs or any or Ubisoft or any of those. And when I started in this. I, I say, okay, I want to work for SciShow, but it, it took like four years for from when I started for uh, until I, I had the chance to work with them. But of course, Martin's, Martin Canale really helped me to, uh, to make this possible. But I think if I never, uh, I mean, if I never put so much hard work in my, uh, and passion in my statues, Martin, Never, never put attention on, on me too. So it's like a, a, a path that you need to uh, you need to walk. Mm, that's awesome. I'd love to hear that. And even though Martin is, you know, so much a part of Sideshow, he couldn't guarantee you a job. It's literally you ha you guarantee it yourself, huh? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, tell me. Uh, I want to understand now this idea of talent because you know you said you you came in and you did you didn't have any talent, you didn't have any drawing, and I, and I totally get that because you know even today, um, if yeah. you talk to old school artists, they'll say, of course, that drawing is like it's the foundation. You have to learn it. But yeah, you know, I my one of my teachers in the Pennsylvania Academy. I mean, he couldn't draw his way out of a paper bag, but he could sculpt the crap out of things. He was just beautiful sculptures. But tell me, um about your growth um, as an artist. So, you, you know, you're doing arc viz and now you're doing full on figurative work um, at really sideshows the highest quality, you know, collectible. I mean, some of this stuff is just flat art, you know, from you yeah. know, anybody's perspective, in my opinion. I mean, I have one of Martin's old Batman and just beautiful, you know, the way these things beautiful, are. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. So, you know, talk to me about that process because, you know, there's, I'd assume there's a lot of anatomy you have to learn. There's a lot of stuff you had to go through to, to transition from arc viz to figurative. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I when I picked to when I choose to work in the CG industry mm -hmm. and and I work like I said in different you know companies in different in different fields, but um, inside of me it was this kind of like I said dream to work on character. So um, when I had the chance, when I had the chance to to try it. I did some tests, I did some sketches and some, some you know, some um, characters and I found out that it was look, it looks like crap. I didn't know why, because I didn't know that I need, that uh, anatomy is a must. At that moment, I didn't know. So um, I say, okay, I need to, to find some books. Um, my uh, my father-in-law is uh, um, my yeah my father-in-law is a doctor. So I asked asking for some books. He gave me, but I found out that uh, it was too technical. Too technical. I mean, you you can you can't if you are an artist you can read those things. So I said, okay, what I would do if I need to learn anatomy, and from a book for you know medicine I can do it so I discovered um, that it was uh, um, anatomy from artist books mm -hmm. and a lot of amazing anatomy artist books so I I tried to I tried to to got with all the books that I, that I that I found and I read it I tried to you know to understand how the anatomy how the muscle works uh, not just, you know, because I have some people that, that say, okay, Daniel, I love anatomy, and I, I will send you some pics about what I did. Um, they send me pics, um, pictures, and what I can see is just copying what you see in the pictures, in the echo chain models, on anything. Uh, people, people uh, I think the people believe that you just need to understand what you see, but it's not just like that. You need to understand how the muscle works. Um, of course, if you want to create a pose, if you want, if you, because you will never have the chance to work with a, you know, with a live actor of, I don't, I don't know what to say, live, live model, or you will never find the proper reference for exactly the same pose that you, have, you want to do, you need to do. So, in order to do that, you need to really, really understand anatomy. Uh, so, like you say, the transition between ArcBase or video games or even uh, motion graphics was really hard because uh, anything of what I learned in the past really, really um, work in this new path, you know? Uh, so, I did some, some anatomy courses. And of course, I I did some of uh, I watch all, all of your videos, of course, Ryan. <laughs> you really, oh, no, yes, and tell the truth, uh, you really helped me to understand a lot of things. Um, but of course, uh, I, I I did another courses, um, um, and it really helped me to understand. Even nowadays, people don't tell me, okay, Daniel, but now you 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 don't practice more or maybe you just you 
don't study anymore anatomy because you know anatomy. And I'll say, I study anatomy in every statue that I, that I know, that, that I do. Every figure that I need to work, it's a challenge because they have different poses, you have different uh, proportions. Um, even in my my style, my style is a mix of realism and comic style. So, uh, but even even without doing that, even if you don't do realism, pure realism, you need to understand anatomy. Um, so I don't know if I answer your your question because I get a little bit lost. But yeah, no, totally. I mean, basically, in essence, you you applied yourself to the study of anatomy. Yeah, it was a self taught. Uh, I learned everything uh, as a self taught, downloading uh, videos and, and and buying books and try and practicing. Of course, I think that this that's the hardest way and this low way to learn something but when you don't have the chance to you know to trip to make a huge trip uh, a huge trip to another place another country to study mm -hmm. in, a, in a you know in a proper academy or, or take courses in, in another part of the world you if you really want to do it if you really want to keep progressing in your career and, and make your dreams come true you just need to sit down. Um, if you have, uh, I always say, if you have internet, you can learn anything. If you really want it, you can do it. Um, I always say that because I really believe in that. I I did it. I mean, I'm still I'm still studying. I'm still learning, and I think I will learn. I don't know for for many many years. Uh, there is so many things I need to keep learning and keep polishing my style, in my anatomy, in anything, everything that I, that I do. Hmm. I found so many mistakes in, in the previous statues that I, that I did. And when I finish one statue, for example, if, if I finish now on a statue, I'm sure the next one, I will look back and I say, okay, why I did, I did this on this piece? You know, it's like a, something that you need to keep uh, Sharpening your eye is uh, like you keep polishing, you keep um, keep growing your criteria. Uh, it's so important to to understand that uh, you really need to know that your criteria to you say criteria, right? Criteria. Yeah. 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 Criteria is so important to to understand what things are you doing uh, good and what things are you doing. In the, in the in the bad way. Totally. Okay, got yeah. it. So along those lines, then um, maybe we can segue and talk about the uh, like how do you start a figure today? Um, and, and we can just talk in like just the general terms and um, and whatnot. But how do you start a figure now? How do you how do you start to block it out? Do you do you do sketches? What's your process? Well, at the beginning, my I think my three or four statues I started from a sphere. Mm -hmm. Because I really, I really wanted to, you know, to um, use it as a practice at, at at the same time. But now I have um, a low poly mesh, which basically is very low poly, mm -hmm. uh, with but with all the proportions done. Uh, I use for for these comic characters. I usually use uh, eight head uh, 
proportion, um, it held tall proportion. Uh, so to avoid do all the time the same work, you know, because it's a little bit tedious, you need to uh, do it from a sphere. Doesn't make any sense to to always start a new view. Of course, when if you wanted to do a practice, of course you can you can start it from a sphere or from a cube or whatever you want. And when you need when you're working for a company and you need to be efficient at the same time because you can take you know half an idea to, to make a piece uh, you need to uh, to accomplish uh, uh, some targets uh, some amount of pieces per year in my case I started from a low poly um, uh, model to avoid and I said low poly model because I don't I don't want to uh, to be all the characters like look the same because that that would be a little bit you know disrespectful for for a collector I don't like the idea to have a um, a basic model um, with all the anatomy done and then I started from that point because something that could happen is uh, that every all, all your all of your models will look very similar and I want to, I really, really want to make every model unique, every statue unique, of course, as, um, um, of course, you can say, you can tell me, okay, but every statue, you can start from, from something more, with more form and shape. But I, I always try to look for new reference, for new kind of bodies. You know, we don't have the same kind of uh, apps and our stomach is, is different different shapes i mean you know what i mean uh different shapes of your of your pectorals of your arms mm -hmm. um so i i try to start from something low and and then when adding a blocking anatomy um um posing uh, one question that i always that people always ask me is it is if i start from a t-pose or I do the blocking in a in a pose, and I honestly use the pose for general shapes um, and proportions, and then I pose it, and I work the anatomy on the pose, because as you know, if you if you put all the anatomy and details in a T pose model, and then you use transpose or any other any other way to, to pose it, everything will will you know would break it and you would have double work to redo it, redo it. Um, I don't know I don't like that way it takes a little more more time to do it from my my way but it looks I think at the end it looks a little bit better cool okay got it so you start with a low res you kind of build it out do you use the clay brush or standard brush do you have like a brush that you like uh, I love I love clay brush uh, clay tubes Clay tubes. clay tubes. Yeah, I use I use a lot of clay tubes. Uh, damn standard, of course. Mm -hmm. um, clay buildup when I need to do uh, huge volumes. Um, of course, move I move to logical. Um, and honestly, not too many, not too much. Um, yeah, I think the the basics one. Of course, if I need to do a 
a detail, uh, a specific detail. Maybe I use another brushes. But for anatomy, with clay brush and smooth and move, you can do whatever you want. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so we've covered a lot of ground. And um, I think we've got a couple of questions in terms of, um, you know, what it takes for somebody to, let's say, for example, George is asking what it takes for somebody to work in, uh, in Naughty Dog. So one of the things that I'd love to see if we can start to answer is mm -hmm. this question of, well, this is what I teach people in the boot camps. And what I, what I teach them is, you know, there's what we want as artists, and then there's what people are looking for to hire us for. And yeah. the people that are looking to hire us, they have a, they have their own checklist, and it's different than what we might think because we're artists and craftsmen, and so we, we're, we're down our path. Um, so in your experience now, if somebody wants to be a digital sculptor, what are yeah. the things that they simply must do, you know? Beyond all the theory and the and the craft and the execution, you know, from, from yeah. just, you know, our artist brain side of it, what is it that they need to to really show people that they're professional? So why don't we why don't we start with that? Like, what are some of the things that are e essential for you to present in ArtStation for somebody to just mm -hmm. realize that you are a professional and not just an amateur? Yeah, of course. Well, I think uh, the main thing is. First, you need to focus on what exactly, what kind of field you want to work, because it's not the same kind of details that you need to put in a statue, for example, in a one-six scale statue, than if you want to work, if you want to become a digital sculptor for movies or for video games. It's not the same. I think the people who are looking uh, for those kind of jobs will take into account if you really understand um, uh, the way they work. Mm. So if, if you want, if you say, okay, I want to become a digital sculptor, and, but I don't know exactly one kind of field if I want to work. I don't know if I want to work uh, in collectible field or in the game industry or in, I don't know, if for movies. So if you want to post just digital sculptors, I think first, you need to be, you need to be, be really aware about anatomy. I think it's, it's a must, depending of, of course, the style that you, that you want to, to, to work. If you work uh, with a kind of comic style like this, uh, like this pieces, is uh, you don't need to know. For example, in my case, I never did I, a couple of times, but I never did uh, portraits uh, likeness. Uh, so, but you need to know how to draw, to sculpt a face. So in that case, you can you don't need to do like for example, you know, Bimar Carquera or Jose Diva, they are great likeness artists. Um, so maybe they can be hired, but to do you know likeness. So they put all the things. I think if you if you enter to the Bimar Carquera portfolio in our station. You really, you quickly know that the guy know how to sculpt faces right. and likeness, and so people maybe will he would could be uh, hired to do, um, and they and they they, they work on um, collectibles for uh, for example for those statues like Hot Toys or I can't remember the name of the company. Mm -hmm. They do uh, 
perfect um, statues of, from movie characters. So you are aiming to do that. Now, if you just wanted to work in this thing, your staff, you need to have full of staff of those things. Web presented, for example, I will show you some uh, renders of, um, let me show you, approved. Uh, okay, you can show something like this. I'm not saying this is the way you need to show it, but it's the minimum thing that you need to do because uh, you, you can say, okay, I don't know how to render in another, in another software like V-Ray or Keyshot, but you can use uh, the ZBrush, a VPR to, to make uh, clean shots, clean renders of your sculptures, mm -hmm. showing the details, showing the things that you can do. So I think you can you can create your portfolio in base of um, uh, clean images, well presented. Uh, with a nice display, um, even you can, you don't need to paint it. I paint it just to show them how it looks, or how it will be look. It will look. Um, in this case, for example, I put some images in my portfolio about some process, some image process that I, for example, I think this could be this 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 thing, this um, amount of details could be a you can you can apply it to uh, any kind of CG industry for sculpting. You can apply it to video games. You can apply it to movies. But if, for example, if you want to apply it to video games, it would be awesome if you have this high res peak next to the low res with the you know with the, all the maps baked. Mm. Um, you know, uh, if you want to say, okay, I want to, you know aim for these kind of jobs. Uh, in my case, I don't need that. So all, all the time I upload this kind of stuff, this kind of photos, kind of surrenders. Well, let's, uh, uh, let's unpack one of these images if you don't mind. Um, sure. What are the things that tell us that this, you know, that this is more professional as opposed to amateur. And what, what I'm really looking for here is like maybe there's, um, for example, this is very clean form. And um, on top of that, there's also a material distinction. Like in the image that I'm seeing, there's there's that kind of fabric weave, there's metal, there's leather. Yeah. So you have a material distinction, which is going to tell somebody right off the bat, you know, okay, this person, like, you know, they are going for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. They're not just kind of, hey, here's a sketch, and it kind of looks like this. Yeah, I know. So what uh, are some well, of the some of the things that kind of like in this image or even in that um, Captain America one that you showed earlier or, or any of the Daredevil stuff, like yeah. what is it? Is one of the things that's really s just says, okay, if you do this, yeah. more professional. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, well, I will show you something. Yes. Um, for example, this is an, yeah, this is just a sketch. Uh, okay. Part of the process of the design of the pose of the design of the things that uh, the character will be surrounded, like yeah. for example the base. But the base is just a volume. You know, if you if you say, okay, I want to apply to um, a digital sculpture job, and you put this, I think this is not too professional. Uh, because and, and, and I should preface for those who can't see this visually that it's freaking beautiful. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 
No, no, but I'm, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, for example, is isn't isn't finished, you know? Yeah, so, I get it. I get it. But if, if the anatomy, if the anatomy looks great, for example, you can say, okay, maybe I don't, I will not show this stuff or this thing because it's like you, you can make people get confused because they don't, they don't, they will. I I think they will think. Okay, this guy maybe knows chess code and anatomy, but if they need to do a, you know, a belt, they don't know how to do it. Mm. You know, it's like uh, if you show just your process, uh, it's okay. But I will always say, okay, try to finish it. Not finish it with small textures or you know very small details. But for example, this is a finish. No, this is not finished. Uh, this okay. This is a finished finished piece. You know, you don't need to 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 um, to reach this amount of uh, the details. But if you want to, if you want to show what really you really can do, I think you need to keep working until you can you can show something finished. Uh, other way, you are just saying, okay, I'm I'm only know how to sculpt a guy anatomy, but mm. you're not showing anything else. I show this because some sometimes people ask, ask me about uh, process process images. Right. For example, like, like this, this kind of uh, wrist um, strap or whatever um, is unfinished, but I can see. That maybe this guy know how to finish this because they could they did this right. I don't know if you, if you follow me. Yes. Uh, totally. If I if I'm being clear, um, same as the stick. Uh, I think you need to be very careful because people they looking for higher other you know artists. They don't have too much time. They look so many portfolios per day. Uh, they will, they will do a quick look, and then if they find something that re they, it really caught their attention, they will look it more in detail. So you need to have something that when they zoom in it or when they open the image, they say, okay, uh, I think this looks, uh, it's not finished, but it, it looks cool. There is something that caught my attention. Um, for example, you can do. Maybe you say, okay, I will design um, a new face for Daredevil, but I don't have the time to do the whole body with, you know, with, with everything. So you can do just the face. You can do just and show that you know anatomy, you know the face structures. Um, I'm not saying this is this is perfect. <laughs> I'm just uh, taking as an example. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you can show, for example, that you know how parts of face sculpt. Um, in just one part, uh, you don't need to do everything. For example, in this case, in this image, some part of the body is finished and the clothes are not finished mm. and the boots are just blocking. This is a, yeah, this is a block of, of for the boots, for example. Right. And they're not, they're not finished, but you just block it. Um, I, I don't know if I answered your, your question. 
No, that was perfect because what I got out of that was um, you, number one, one of the big problems we face is the question, can this person only do anatomy or can they actually do hard surface? Can they do parts? Yeah. I assume that's a problem people have in hiring is, you know, everybody focuses on the body. So, yeah. Um, and then the other thing um, to that is just making sure that um, in terms of your presentation, you've gone beyond just uh, pulling together some simple um, ZBrush demonstrations and getting in and uh, actually rendering out with materials and, and different parts of it and making things look like objects, stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, like this is example, padded, uh, this is, th there's these padded elements in the legs and the image you're showing, and then the knee is this kind of hard surface. Yeah, hard surface and, um, well, I think, um, answer a little bit to your, your previous questions about how to, how to show your portfolio, how mm -hmm. the best mm -hmm. way to show it. If you can see, those renders can't uh, take too much uh, time to do it. It's just, uh, you know, I pick some colors, different tones, yeah, um, apply it, and then put some lights. All in ZBrush is very easy, um, and you can find a way to, you know, to dis to, to show it, um, to show from some way that you need you, you can say okay i i want to take a, a better look of this and you can you know zoom the images and on open the images and and take a deep a, a deep uh look so i think it's so important to to understand that you can put some unfinished things but with other finished stuff mm -hmm. to, to cover attention um even if you if, can you can give a color to separate? For example, this is uh, uh, black and white. Yeah, for example, this is yeah, this is all well, the same. It's all gray, and it's okay. Uh, some people want to, to really uh, take a look for clean images with no colors because some some artists say they can cheat. Um, some details with colors mm. which basically is not right uh, uh but it's it is cool to at the same time you are showing um your stuff with colors without colors too because in in this case you can say okay it wasn't any anything cheated it's, it's everything is sculpted i just put some colors to uh to you know display a little bit and you can see the you can have some contrast to, to take a better look um even let me know if i find yeah for example the glove if you see it all in gray you um you maybe you don't realize this part will be a different material and this part will be another material mm. than you guys painted so separating uh, hard surface yeah. from fabric things like that exactly exactly yeah. because the other way it looks uh, all in the same in the same shade or with the same material right got it that's great oh man thank you so much all right so i think thank now you. um we will switch from uh, the podcast version so we'll say goodbye to those people okay and then okay. now um we will get ourselves into uh, a bit of a crit i think um if you've got like a few more minutes i'd love to switch sure, screens sure. And 
have you looking at my screen. All right, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I wanna ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. It really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.